Hi, I'm Catherine Flynn, and once again, I'm here with Joe Hurley, best-selling author, founder of SavingForCollege.com, and our very own 529 guru. In honor of College Savings Month during September, we've been discussing the steps you need to take to get started saving with a 529 plan. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the first two episodes, Finding the Best Plan to Suit Your Needs and Setting Up Your Account. Both can be found on the SavingForCollege.com blog. Although we're already into October, we want to continue our discussion with the final step in the process, how to maximize your savings in the, in the plan. Joe, thanks again for joining me. I'm sure you have some great ideas on what families can do to help reach their college savings goals. Thanks very much, Catherine. Great to be here again. So what advice would you give a family who just opened a 529 account? Are there things they should, they should be doing that will help boost their savings over time? Well, as a matter of fact, there are. Uh, now, if you haven't done so already, you'll need to select one of the investment options offered by the plan. Most families choose the so-called age-based option, which consists of a portfolio of mutual funds that changes its blend of stocks and bonds over time to become less risky as the child gets closer to college age. The age-based option works in the theory that the more risk you take with your investments, the greater your potential reward. That means that when you have more time to absorb the risk, like when your child is young, you should benefit from weighting the portfolio more heavily in stocks. As the time for college draws closer, you'll want to make sure your investments shift towards more conservative fixed income investments. Now, sure, you could do this yourself, but it's probably easier to simply select the age-based investment option so that it automatically shifts your investments over time without uh, you don't even have to lift a finger. The age-based investment option does sound a lot easier. You've just got to make sure that you're regularly putting money into the account, right? Now, 529 plans, they offer automatically automatic investment options, correct? Well, yes. Many plans do offer automatic contribution options where you simply link your 529 account to your checking account and set up a regular monthly deposit. The uh, minimum deposit amount is typically only $25 per month or even less in some plans. Uh, also, we're seeing that employers are warming up to the idea of college savings plans, and many companies now offer after-tax payroll deduction plans. Families will find that uh, setting up an automatic contribution each month allows them to, quote, set it and forget it. So once you decide on the, on the deposit amount that's comfortable for you, you can treat it like any other monthly bill. Your investments will grow over time. And after a while, you probably won't even miss the money that's coming out of your bank account or paycheck. I'm definitely a believer in the set it and forget it strategy. It's a great way to make saving for college a priority. But what if your situation changes and the amount you chose to contribute just isn't working anymore? Well, that's a great question because for many people that will happen. Maybe you'll get a promotion at work and want to boost your contribution amount, or maybe it's the opposite and you or your spouse lose a job and can't afford to contribute as much for the time being. So it's easy to change the amount being deposited or even to stop it altogether. But whatever the situation, it's a good idea to give your account regular checkups to make sure your strategy is still working. Uh, for example, once your children reach high school, they may have an idea about what type of college they want to attend, which might be quite different than what you originally planned for. There's a big difference in tuition costs of private versus public and two-year versus four-year schools. Savingforcollege.com does have some great calculators that can help you estimate your ideal monthly savings target to reach your goals.
I especially like the world's simplest college calculator on savingforcollege.com because it gives you the most up-to-date tuition costs, whether it's for a specific school or it can give you the average public or private four-year university costs. And I've also heard that some credit cards offer rewards programs towards college savings. How does that work? Yes, there are credit cards available that do offer rewards on purchases in the form of cash deposits into your 529 account. For example, I know that the You Promise World MasterCard offers rewards that range from 1% to 5% of the purchase price and up to 10% cash back on eligible online purchases through the You Promise website. Uh, in other states, the Illinois Bright Directions 529, the Alabama College Counts 529 plan, and all of the Fidelity 529 plans offer credit cards that have similar rewards programs. If you use the card to make your everyday purchases, you'll be making small contributions to your college fund without even thinking about it. Just remember, pay the balance each month to avoid costly interest charges. Another thing I want to mention is that these programs generally work only with the 529 plan they're associated with. So if you're investing in a 529 plan that does not offer a credit card program, uh, you may need to look around for one that does. But the potential shopping rewards really aren't the biggest factor in selecting a plan. You really want to make sure that your plan offers the best investment options and benefits along with uh, reasonable fees and expenses. Sure. Um, so what advice would you give a family that comes into a large lump sum of money that they want to put towards college, such as maybe an income tax refund or a bonus from work? Are there benefits to making one large deposit into a 529 account versus making small contributions over time? Well, yes, there are benefits, I think, to aggressively funding a 529 account, and that's mainly the effects of compounding. So let's say you inherited $14,000 at the time your new baby was born, and you want to put that money towards this college fund, but you're not sure if you should make one large deposit or make annual deposits of what would turn out to be $778 Uh, annually until his 18th birthday. Because of the effects of compounding, if you chose to make the annual contributions, you would end up with around $28,000 when it's time for college. However, if you chose to deposit the entire $14,000 at once, you would have around $40,000 for college. And this is based on an assumed annual rate of 6%. Uh, the reason I use $14,000 as my example was because that is the current amount of the annual gift tax exclusion that can be applied to your 529 plan contributions. However, another great thing about 529 plans is that if you're fortunate enough to have more than $14,000 to contribute in any one year, you can choose to treat your contribution like it was made over a five-year period, allowing you to contribute up to $70,000 in one year without using up any of your gift tax lifetime exclusion. Uh, You can discuss this type of strategy further with your financial advisor or tax advisor or uh, reference an article I released this summer that's titled 10 Rules for Superfunding a 529 Plan. Great. And that article can also be found on the savingforcollege.com blog page or the article page. Well, that is a lot to consider if you're setting up a new college savings plan, or maybe you have an account that you haven't thought about in a while. With college costs rising so quickly, it's important for families to try to actively maximize their 529 savings. Thanks again for sharing your thoughts with us, Joe. This has been a great podcast series, and as usual, I'm sure your advice has helped many parents and grandparents. Well, it's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me back. Thanks.